Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason, check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. As always, Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week, the Mazda CX-9, in a few moments here on the show. But tonight, we will discuss Dane Brugler's latest seven-round mock draft for the Dallas Cowboys. Pretty good class, in my opinion, pretty interesting picks, and we will get into the biggest takeaway from it, the biggest thing that may be a point that is pretty logical, but it's driven home by Brugler's mock draft now that we take a look at this seven-round edition of it. It happened again. I, I need to fix this with the backdrop, guys. It happened again. It fell. Let me try to fix it while we continue to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. So do me a favor. Hit the like button. Uh, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We are live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. I cannot imagine how that looks for you because I, if it's trippy for me, and it happened the, the last time that Skywalker Steel was on the show, I, I can imagine how trippy it can be if you're looking at it from your phone up close. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but we handled it. I, I, think, that's, I think that's going to work. Uh, do me a favor, hit the like button, share the show. Toxic Tom says, might it be smart to extend Anthony Brown right now? Oh, I know why. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing the comments now. Some stuff, I've seen the tweets going on around uh, social media regarding Kelvin Joseph. Honestly, I don't really want to get into it because we know very little right now. I think the most responsible thing would be to wait uh, maybe until more information comes out because otherwise I would be doing you and each and every one of the primetime listeners a disservice. But definitely something to keep an eye out for. Uh, hopefully we get more information on those rumors and posts going around social media. Very serious stuff if it is indeed uh, true. Really serious stuff. We'll wait on that, though. We'll wait on that. Uh, Ron Johnson, I see your comment. Yeah. We'll wait until more, more facts come out, as Peter Rizzo says, because otherwise it would be a disservice to talk about it at, at length, right? But anyways, Dane Brugler from The Athletic put out his seven-round NFL mock draft and the Dallas Cowboys, I think, put together a very nice class in it. We'll talk about some of the biggest takeaways from it, especially one from day three. But I will say this about Dan Brugler, though. I'm excited that once Brugler's mock draft drops, it feels like the NFL draft community stops. And it, I would compare it to back before he went to the Raiders as the general manager, to the excitement that we got as NFL fans about Mike Mayock's mock draft and Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft. The difference is that those two guys, you know, they made it big with NFL.com and all of that, but it's fun 
that Dane Brugler, we as Cowboys fans, maybe were exposed to him earlier than the national media with the draft show and all of that. Brugler's, Brugler has always been a grinder and a draft guru. And it's so cool to watch him be this national draft face nowadays with The Athletic. And I hope to uh, for his career to continue to grow. And it's super exciting that now it seems like his, mock, his draft content is the most important one in the United States, to be honest. I'm getting good at this, Stephen White. Uh, all right. Yeah, I, I can see that people are, are all in in the Kelvin Joseph uh, conversation. I do want to wait on that, though. I do want to wait on that entire topic. So let's take a look at Dane Brugler's mock draft for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll break it down and we'll get into the biggest takeaway after seeing all of these picks. But in the first round, the Dallas Cowboys end up getting Sion Johnson, the offensive guard from Boston College. Important points here, Traylon Burks still on the board when the Cowboys make their pick at 24th, Kenyon Green as well. So this is Dallas taking the offensive lineman over the wide receiver and Sion Johnson getting the nod over Kenyon Green. And then in the second round, Edge rusher Sam Williams, who we will discuss in a few moments. Third round pick, Jelani Woods, the tight end that has been gaining steam as we inch closer towards the NFL draft, as he ha uh, seems to be the tight end with the highest upside in the entire class. Wide receiver for the fourth round from Texas Tech. Kicker in the fifth round, Abram Smith from Baylor, the running back turned linebacker, turned running back again in the fifth round. And then they close out the draft with a linebacker, an offensive tackle, and a cornerback. Pretty good haul for the Dallas Cowboys, I believe. Won't spend too much time discussing Sion Johnson because it feels like he's one of the players that we've discussed the most throughout this entire process. But how about Sam Williams in the second round? Here's why. Because it feels like Sam Williams has been discussed a lot by plenty of people in the media for the Dallas Cowboys in the second round. Dane Brugler had him at number 91 in his top 100 rankings. But a lot of people do like Sam Williams, and the Dallas Cowboys are rumored to be very interested in Williams for a lot of reasons. I would point towards Williams' athleticism, length, and size overall. He's the kind of player that could entice defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. The question for you guys in the chat is, what is one word to describe edge rusher Sam Williams at number 56? Do you like it or do you not like it? Because if you were to grade this particular seven-round mock for the Cowboys, a lot of it would hinge on that second-round pick. I think 99% of the people will be super okay with Sion Johnson with the 24th pick. I think Cowboys Nation as a whole likes Jelani Woods for the most part. Sam Williams is the most controversial of them all. But I will tell you what, I like him because of the fact that it's a big niche for the Cowboys 
probably an underrated need at the moment because I'm not a fan of having Dante Fowler and Durant Armstrong lead the edge rushers opposite of the Marcus Lawrence. However, it will take time. So it does sound like a project because if you take a look at his scouting report, uh, for example, from the Dame Brugler draft guide, the point that he tries to, die, uh, to drive home is that he will not win with the leverage. Maybe he will play tall consistently. He will not have that pad level that you need to win consistently in the NFL. But if he's able to develop that, then you got yourself a monster project because Williams is insanely athletic. So let's see some of your words here uh, in the chat on Sam Williams, who I believe will remain the most controversial player in this mock draft. Toxic Tom says, Rich, Craig goes with way too high. Michael says, value. I like that one. Uh, Baby Parsons says, Chris. And I know some people have uh, compared him with, with Parsons. And even Sam Williams himself has addressed this because he actually was public about this in saying that the Cowboys were, and I quote, on me a lot. So some interest there from the Cowboys for the Ole Miss prospect. And he did say that Jerry Jones wanted a baby Michael Parsons and that he would love to play for the Cowboys. Army mom Heather goes with raw. Raw is a correct word, I would say, because as we were talking about, maybe he doesn't have those counter moves. Maybe he doesn't have that, uh, that pat level yet. But he's super athletic, and that's what the Cowboys would be getting in Sam Williams with the 56th overall pick. Now, it might sound like a reach, but also uh, you're likely not getting him in the third round of the NFL draft. So that's why you could maybe argue in favor of Williams at 56th. He was one of the pre-draft visitors. Uh, wasn't he? Let me make sure of that. But if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, he was one of the, uh, yes, there you go. This is from a few weeks ago. The 28 visits included Sam Williams defense event from Ole Miss. I would like it. Uh, you know that I am team BPA. I am all for drafting the best player available. But also, I would feel very good about the Cowboys addressing the, the need for an edge rusher in this NFL draft. Because I, I sort of feel like we are underrating it. I like Deron Armstrong. Uh, I have faith that Dante Fowler can play better with a, with a better supporting cast, which he will have in Dallas uh, with the Falcons. Maybe he didn't put up the big numbers, but he was playing with one of the worst defensive lines in football with the Falcons. Maybe I'm optimistic uh, that he will have a better year in Dallas. But still, I don't feel great about a Cowboys set of pass rushers. Toxic Tom says, Mo, please don't reach and bypass better talent. Taco was a need pick. You know what's the worst part about the Taco Charlton pick in 2017? That I'm not even entirely sure that it was really a need pick, right? Let me adjust the camera real quick because with the backdrop falling and all of that we need to adjust here real quick uh Taco Charlton was not even like the the biggest of of need picks but the Cowboys really liked his length and all of that right and they wanted him to succeed 
because they saw him as this player that they could develop, which I know sounds very similar to what we've been saying about uh, Sam Williams, but way different because you're not talking about a first-round pick, and just because one didn't pan out, that doesn't mean that every developmental player that you draft is not going to pan out. Michael says, some thought that Parsons was a rich. I will be the first to raise my hand and say that I wasn't excited about the Michael Parsons pick because I loved the player. But in my opinion, it was like, here's where I would make the difference, though. The reason why I didn't like Micah at the 12th overall pick was because I didn't like any off-ball linebacker at 12th. Little did we know that he was going to be an elite pass rusher in the NFL as well. Because maybe back then, we kind of saw him as a player that, yeah, you could send after the quarterback every now and the game. But then the Cowboys started to use him consistently. And I'm not going to say that the Cowboys' injuries at defense event were a blessing in disguise. But I'm not sure if the Cowboys put Michael Parsons that early in the season as a full-time pass rusher if it isn't because they needed to, right? In week two versus the LA Chargers, when, they, when they didn't have anywhere to turn to other than Michael Parsons, and it ended up working perfectly for them down the road. I was way wrong on Micah, says Army Mom, I admit it. And I think that's why. I think it, it was all about positional value and us not loving a linebacker with the top 10 overall pick. Because even though the Cowboys traded back, we didn't really know that they were going to be in a position to do so because we all like the cornerbacks as well, for the most part. Tackle was a Marinelli pick, says Bruce, and that is completely right. Uh, someday I will tell you a Tackle Charlton story. Some, someday I will tell you a... Uh, I will come clean with a Tackle Charlton story that is very funny, but not yet. It's too early to do so. Uh, <laughs> even now, I still would have taken uh, Roshan Slater, says Craig. Nah. I wouldn't have. Man, after what we know about Micah in 2022, there's no way I would pass on Micah Parsons. Uh, I love the guy. And I don't know how. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do another pick. But anyways, let's talk about the biggest takeaway from Dane Brugler's mock draft for the Dallas Cowboys. Because I saw the comments. And you can let me know in the chat, uh, whether you like this or not, drafting a kicker, for example, in the fifth round of the NFL draft. But here's my biggest takeaway. Because one thing is looking at the Dallas Cowboys draft picks and realizing they have four fifth rounders. And it's easy, and we've been doing this uh, all, season, all, all off season long especially now that Jerry Jones said that he wants to trade up in the NFL draft, it's easy to look at those numbers, 155, 167, 176, and 178, and say, yeah, I would package those. I would take all of those and turn them into another fourth rounder or another third rounder. It's quite easy to do so when you're just looking at the numbers. But now that I look at Dane Brugler's mock draft, and I see that kicker in the fifth round, and I see Abram Smith from Baylor, the running back, and the linebacker, and the offensive tackle, 
You know what my takeaway is? All of those fifth rounders that we want to trade, they will cover underrated pressing needs if you don't get rid of them. Sure, some of them, but like a big trade package to move back into the fourth round or even being super ambitious, trading up in the third round, I don't think, I don't think that sounds plausible. Because I will tell you what, I do like drafting the kicker. I do like getting the backup running back. Because here is the thing, we've been so caught up in talking about we need to replace Connor Williams. We need to get a wide receiver number three to not really replace Amari Cooper, but to reshape the wide receiver room. We need to get uh, an offensive tackle for the future with Tyron Smith. We've talked about each and every one of those needs, but we have not taken the time to actually realize the Cowboys have Chris Nagar as their only kicker in the roster, and they're not going to find someone else in free agency. That's one, the kicker. And it's bad out there in free agency. And go down the rabbit hole with me for a moment. The top five free agents at the kicker position uh, before free agency commenced were Young Hoku with the Falcons. He re-signed with Atlanta. At number two, and this is from a CBS article, they ranked the top kickers uh, available in free agency, was Matt Gay with the Rams. He re-signed. Nick Folk with the Patriots, re-signed. Joey Sly with Washington, re-signed with his team. The same with Dustin Hopkins. Even Greg Joseph, a guy that has missed eight extra points in the last three seasons, ended up back in Minnesota. You know why? Because there are no, there are no, uh, no kickers out there in the market. Ba Bagley from the Chargers might be the biggest name in free agency right now. And you're still talking about a guy with the third most misses since 2020. And that's including extra points and field goals. So you might not like the kicker. And I think that's fair because drafting a kicker uh, in the, at any point in the NFL draft will be controversial. Ended up paying big dividends for the Cincinnati Bengals, though, last year. You might not like the kicker, and that is fine. But if you don't like drafting a kicker, you might be better off getting used to the idea that your starting kicker for 2022 might be Chris Nagar. And you guys know that I'm rooting for him. We've talked a lot about him in the show. But if you can get the number one kicker in the class that does have a fourth, fifth round grade, I believe, from Dave Brugler, uh, I will need to make sure of that. That doesn't sound like a bad idea, but that's only one example. The other example is your need for a number three running back. And not because you're going to play him this season, but because we've been talking about getting rid of Ezekiel Elliott down the road. Tony Pollard is in a contract year right now. And it's tough for me to envision a 2022 season in which Either the Cowboys move on from Ezekiel Elliott and keep Tony Pollard. No, excuse me. It, it's tough for me to envision a, a 2023 season in which the Cowboys still have Tony Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott. One of them you're going to have to replace. And I know Cowboys Nation's 
preference at the moment might be to move on from Ezekiel Elliott because of the cap hits. But you're going to have to re-sign Tony Pollard, likely, if you don't, or, or you're going to have to pair him up with another running back, is what I mean. You need a running back for, for the future. And all of these needs are the needs that you can target in the day three of the NFL draft. And with those, and without those fifth rounders, it will be tough. My Eminem Fernandez says, might move on from both. You might move on from both. That is right. And if you're going to move on from, from both in day three of the NFL draft, you're likely going to have to address the running back position in day three because you're not going to go into the 2023 NFL draft without answers or you're not going to head into that free agency targeting a veteran free agent because that's not going to work out for you or at least historically it has not worked out for plenty of NFL teams. And say you go with the guard in the first round and you go with the wide receiver in the second round or the other way around. You might still need to find a tackle in case Tyron Smith gets injured or you want to replace him after 2022. There are a lot of little needs for the Cowboys that we have not maybe given them a lot of importance that could be targeted with those fifth rounders. And I know that when you take a look at the Cowboys draft history in the fifth round, you're not going to find anything promising at all. But those picks do not seem like they are super dispensable for Dallas. That's one of my biggest takeaways from Dane Brugler's mock draft. Didn't go with a big takeaway from the first three rounds because it seems like we've talked about these players enough. But after seeing the prospects that Dane Brugler found for the Cowboys in day three of the NFL draft, I'm not sure that you're ready to move on uh, from those picks. I, I do like the kicker. I will say that in the fifth round. We actually had a show about drafting a kicker while Money Mac was nailing it for the Cincinnati Bengals. Pollard needs to move to the slot, says Craig. I, I wouldn't root for that as a full-time new role, but I would love to see Tony Pollard more involved in the slot. And overall in the offense, of course, just find ways to get him the ball and use his speed and agility. Alex says, and we will need a quarterback in a couple of years if Dak doesn't, uh, I would say, upgrade his actual level, says Alex. I don't know, Alex. I know, I know we're still frustrated about the way the Cowboys season ended. But we need to look around the NFL and watch the teams that have been struggling to find quarterbacks. Didn't the Raiders just extend their car for $40 million per year? I'm all for a backup quarterback, though, in day three of the NFL draft. Stephen White says, Sapi, uh, for example. That's a pick that I would like. But I don't think the Cowboys are seeking, are going to be seeking a quarterback anytime soon. Agree or disagree with it, it just doesn't seem like something in the near future or even long-term future uh, for the Cowboys. Dallas Young says, I think them, two, uh, them first two picks are very possible outcome when it comes to Zion Johnson and Sam Williams. I do too. Uh, honestly, whether it be... 
Sion Johnson or Sam Williams, I would say that the most likely outcome for the first round is an offensive lineman. Dane Brugler said in his mock draft that he would be very surprised if it isn't an offensive lineman or a wide receiver. So it's sounding like even if Nakobe Dean is there, the Cowboys will likely not take a linebacker. I don't think that Jordan Davis makes it to 24th, but even if he does, I'm not entirely sure that the Cowboys pass on the offensive lineman, to be honest. We're two weeks away. I'm, I'm glad that we're close to the NFL draft. Exactly a tackle for sure, says Joey Vela. Tackle is very likely for Dallas, even in the 24th pick. You can get a tackle that can play inside in the meantime. Army Mom Heather says, I like Devin Lloyd a lot. I love Devin Lloyd. I don't know that he makes it there, though. Uh, Lumen says, who? But I missed. Uh, oh, the quarterback. Michael says that Dallas met with a quarterback today. Like in the 28 visits, who, who was at the quarterback position? Was there a quarterback in the 28 visits? At least not from the originally announced, but I don't know if Michael is talking about another event. I will be honest, and I will say that I'm not uh, I'm not aware of them talking to a, a quarterback. Maybe I missed that bit of news though. Let me know if you if you know though, if you can. <laughs> Toxic. Can't Ryan Null play guard? Must have a defensive tackle and Left tackle, guard. Gregory says, if Davis is there, that's your pick. Hey, I'm not saying that I wouldn't take him. I, I do agree with Greg. I would 100% take Davis, assuming that he's the best prospect available, of course. But I'm not sure that the Cowboys would 100% do that. Right? Because... We know that the Cowboys are not super high on nose tackles in general. And maybe if they like an offensive lineman better than Jordan Davis, well, there's not much you can do about it. They like him better. So I'm not entirely sure. He reminds me of Kuglis' Nicholas. I like to trade up for Chad Muma. Ooh, I would like Muma. Have you guys... Oh, yeah. We, we, we've discussed that. Uh, we will have information on that when there's actual information on that because right now we're just better off waiting in my opinion Eminem Fernandez has a great question for me Mo dream picks for first three rounds dream picks as in as in players that I would like drafting in the, in the first three rounds I will say Tyler Linderbaum I'm pretty skeptical about the Cowboys taking Linderbaum even if he's there at 24th but I would love to see Linderbaum in Dallas realistic says Eminem Fernandez all right realistic dream picks for the first three rounds Sion Johnson one day I feel better about Kenyon Green than I do Sion Johnson and then the following day I change my mind but I will say Sion Johnson for now and then in the second round, it would have to be a wide receiver for me, probably. Uh, it's tough. It's tough without, uh, without knowing because 
for example, before we felt like Jameson Williams could make it to the second round, and now we know that he's not making it to the to the second round. A wide receiver, though. I would like a wide receiver in the second round uh, because I think there are going to be a lot of them that I could feel great about. And if you can get someone like... Yeah, for example, here's the thing. Because Craig said another name that I would love to as a dream pick, Jahan Dotson from Penn State. But I do feel like these guys are not realistic anymore. It seems like Dotson is going to be in the first round, actually. But I will say that if the Cowboys can find that wide receiver in the second round, like maybe I'm thinking, I don't even know if Alec Pierce, no, nah, Alec Pierce, that, would be, that wouldn't be a dream pick. That wouldn't be a, a, a dream pick. If you can get someone like Jalen Tolbert, if you can get someone like, I'm not even sure about Sky Moore anymore, to be honest. I'm not even sure about him anymore. That's a tough question. I'm not even sure. Christian Watson, maybe. Get Cal Hamilton's his toxic Tom. Cal Hamilton is not realistic. If Cal Hamilton falls, it's going to be around top 15. I think like his floor is starting to look like uh, the Washington Commanders at number 11. A lot of people are mocking them to Washington. Uh, Cal Hamilton, that is. Dallas had a private meeting with quarterback E.J. Perry. All right. I'll, I like Alfonso's answer. I will go with that one. George Pickens for the second round. And then in the third round, give me Jamari Salyer. Yeah, I don't care if, if, if the Cowboys have already drafted Zion Johnson. Uh, give me another offensive lineman, to be honest. Watson is shooting up boards. He might go in the first. One of those wide receivers. Uh, George Pickens, I like like Alfonso said. And George Pickens does sound like a realistic option, even if it sounds like a dreamy scenario for Dallas. But anyways, before we move on, guys, uh, before we leave tonight, here we go. Uh, let's look at some of the other mock drafts in the NFC East. Because look, the Giants and the Eagles, they had themselves a mock draft from Dame Brugler. And I don't know if you guys agree with me. But if you ask me for the best mock draft in the NFC East from Dame Brugler's simulation, I would go with one of these two. And this is not even praising the Giants or the Eagles. I mean, they have five picks in the first two days of the NFL draft. But what do you guys think about this? Which of the mock drafts that we've discussed, uh, and I didn't include the Washington Commanders mock because no one was going to vote for that one. But if you looked at the Cowboys mock draft that we have discussed at length today, and you looked at the Giants who took Evan Neal with the fifth pick in the draft, Sauce Gardner with the seventh, the edge rusher for Penn State, and I struggled with the last name, to be honest, uh, Evie Ketty, am I pronouncing it correctly? Dylan Parham from Memphis and John Mechie in the third round. That was one of the biggest steals from the NFL draft, potentially. And then the Eagles had Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle at 15th. Their second pick in the first round, which is the 18th one, 
Drake London, who I love. Uh, Quay Walker, linebacker from Georgia. Cameron Thomas from San Diego State, the edge rusher. And they closed it out with Jeremy Rockert from Ohio State. Who would you give the W to? Would you say the Cowboys had the best mock draft, the Giants or the Eagles? Metit says Dallas Junk is not falling to the third. And also Eagles do not take linebackers. <laughs> If Davis and Lloyd are there at 20, I am on the phone, says Michael. That would be fair. Because if they're, if they're there at 20, now we're talking about a realistic trade-up. Now you're talking about moving up only four spots. That shouldn't be that costly. The Giants killed it, says Nicholas. Yeah. Hey, that's my answer. In my opinion, the Giants had the best mock draft in the NFC East in the Imbruglers mock. But some, hey, the Eagles are getting votes. Greg is going for the Eagles. Michael is also going with the Eagles. To be fair, the Giants do have two top seven picks, and that helps them tremendously. But man, Parham and Mechie in the third, I love those two picks, to be honest. I would vote for the Giants as the best mock draft in Dane Brugler's simulation. I love Parham and Mechie in the third round. Especially after you got uh, arguably the best offensive tackle in the class and arguably the top cornerback. But the Eagles also getting a lot of value there with Drake London at 18 and Jordan Davis at 15th. I'm not sure that I love Jeremy Rockert in the third, but I do like Cameron Thomas and you're still getting one of the best pass rushers. I would go with the Giants. Fortunately for the Cowboys though, They don't have that uh, that quarterback situation figured out. I don't think that they will address it in 2022. I know that we don't like, I, I know that we don't entirely trust teams. But John Mara talking so much about them ruining Daniel Jones' development and them wanting to give him a chance this season, I think he will be good for it. Uh, I think John Mara will be a man of his word for this year. Dallas Young says, Giants still backing Daniel Jones somehow. Yeah, they're, they're, they might be in a position to draft a legit quarterback in 2023. We'll find out. But it really tells you something that we don't know if three quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. It really tells you something about the class that we have in our hands for this season. Another takeaway uh, beyond the Cowboys and beyond the NFC is Dane Brugler had Desmond Reader as his quarterback going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And a lot of people have been on that. So we don't know if, if there's some information there. But it seems like Reader to the Steelers is a trend right now. Daniel Jones is awful. Yeah, I'm, I'm past Daniel Jones. You, you never know if he's going to turn it around with Brian DeBull. But right now, doubts are surrounding the guy. But anyways, guys, the NFL draft is in 14 days. That will be it for me tonight. Two weeks away from the NFL draft. This is the final show of the week. I will see you all again on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. As always, primetime brought to you by FreemanMazda.net. The ride of the week. 
is the Mazda CX-9. And by the way, let me know, I forgot about this. Let me know if you're going to be watching the USFL this weekend. And if you are, who are you rooting for? Is there one player that you're looking forward to watching on the field? Let me know in the chat while you tell me if you're planning on, on watching the USFL or not. Let me talk to you about our friends over at FeminMazda.net. The ride of the week is the Mazda CX-9 Touring. Starts at $39,050. It comes with Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. Third row sitting, adaptive cruise control, all-wheel drive, and of course, rain-sensing wipers. You can check that out over on FreemanMazda.net. That is the ride of the week. Final show of the week. Uh, Jason Garrett, Bo going out, says Toxic Tom, Thursday, Thursday. I don't know yet if I am going out, to be honest with you guys. But I am watching the USFL. Listen, I didn't know that they were doing all of the games in Birmingham. That was a little bit disappointing. So even though there are teams from a lot of cities, all of the games are going to be played in Birmingham as a way to cost costs, to cut costs, excuse me. It's football, says Bruce. So of course I want to watch. Showtime says, yes, hometown, Philadelphia Stars. Toxic Tom says, I can't believe we almost trade up to get Paxton Lynch. Here's what I don't believe. Here's what I can't believe, Toxic Tom. I was looking at a rankings list of players in the USFL, and Paxton Lynch is not number one. <laughs> That's what I cannot believe. What happened with Paxton Lynch? I know... Teams in the NFL get evaluations wrong, but what is that? What happened with Paxton Lynch? Why were so many people wrong on that quarterback prospect? We'll talk on Sunday if we are able to watch the USFL and we'll talk about it. Thank you guys for being here. Hit the like button, share the show. If you're, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Catch Skywalker Steel tomorrow morning, and I will see you on Sunday at 8 p.m. Central. See you guys. Enjoy your weekend. Mike Trout hit your home run.